Welcome to Forever Blue Shirts Radio, powered by ForeverBlueShirts.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to the Forever Blue Shirts Radio Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Russell Hartman. Joining me once again this week is Mr. John Luke Shapiro. JL, how we doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty well, but some of these Ranger fans get me upset and they might hear from me tonight. Oh, we'll I'm get, good. We'll get to all that, buddy. I promise. Kevin, how you doing, my friend? Well, I'm on, I'm on board with JL. I'm kind of surprised with the events today, but you know, I might be one of those Ranger fans that's pissing them off. <laughs> yeah, we have clearly have a lot to say. And wait, boys, do we have we have someone else with us this week again joining us for the second time in these two weeks? The Don, the boss, the king, the man himself who makes us all possible. Joey, oh, no, I'm sorry. Antonio <laughs> Scultori. And what is up, buddy? Thanks for joining bye, us. Bye, bye, bye. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> once in a while, you got to bust it out. What's going on, boys? How are you tonight? Tired. Happy, uh, annoyed, a plethora of emotions, man. We're humans too. More than anything. Conflicted, surprised. Yeah, a lot. A lot happened today. A lot happened today. And the two big things we're going to discuss here today, of course, are the extension for Chris Kreider that seemingly came out of nowhere, and the trade of Brady Shea to the Carolina Hurricanes. Let's begin with Chris Kreider here. Signs an extension, seven years, staying with the Rangers with an AAV of six and a half million dollars. I mean, nobody saw this one coming. I, you know, he was on the top of all the trade bait lists. He was the prime target for all of the contenders at the deadline. And it's seemingly at the 11th hour, the Rangers got it done, and Kreider will be here for quite some time. So, Ant, you're our guest of honor. Start us off here. What are your immediate feelings about this, and do you feel like this was the right direction to go with what potentially could have been on the table? All right. So first off, I prefer boss instead of guest of honor. That's just <laughs> all right. So uh, so much now. He's not a guest of honor. He's just kind of guest. <laughs> my he's show. Just, he's just kind of here. My, yeah. No, I know. It's like hey, my side. Did we say powered by Forever Blue Shirts dot com? Oh, wait. Sorry, also, wait, wait. 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 Powered by Forever Blue Shirts dot com. <laughs> oh, we need a jingle. All right. So. Um, <laughs> You know, so the deal obviously came to fruition this morning. So it didn't come out of nowhere other than the fact that it was unknown if it would get done by this morning. And that's what John Davidson said at the press conference. So it just came together when they announced the presser. Also, when they talked about the fact that, you know, Igor Shosturkin and uh, Pavel Bluchnevich were in a car accident last night, uh, which I know they said didn't have any impact but i i'd be hard pressed to say it didn't have some impact at least in the case of alexander georgiev uh because there was there were still teams going after him i mean colorado wound up getting michael hutchinson like we all saw michael hutchinson play at toronto right we, we all saw that right of course that's that's their answer they missed out on robin laner and and that's their answer um 
But back to back to uh, Kreider. Now they've been trying to retain him for a while, and you know, a while back, someone close to the team said that at some point we have to start keeping our better players. And Kreider, unlike Rick Nash, was in his thirties and has suffered from injuries. Zuccarello was in his thirties. You know. McDonough was pretty banged up at the time too when we traded him, even though he was he was 28 years old. He was pretty banged up. Kreider is Kreider's not that. Kreider's not, you know, everyone's favorite offensive player, but he's been in Fuego for quite some time now. Looks like he's gonna break that 30 goal plateau, maybe flirt with 35 for sure. Um I the way I look at it is you have to stop, step back, and go, where are the Rangers as an organization? Where are they as a team? And they, I think they're on the cusp of becoming a contender. I believe what we've seen, limited as it is in, in uh, Shesterkin, is that they do have a legitimate great, the next great goaltender who's in his who's 24 and is going to start entering his prime. So I find that, that you have a guy like Kreider, and – Next year, what if we are in one of the top three spots in the Metro fighting for a, fighting for a playoff spot or literally just trying to make a run at the cup? I'm, I, nothing's out of the ordinary. The Blues came out of nowhere as far as I'm concerned, but more so the year afterwards. And you're the person, you're the team giving up a first-round pick and a prospect and another young player to land a rental like Kreider because you're going to go for it. It's almost like at some point you just got to go the, trading him for another first round pick when we are, you know, we we have we have so many and we have all these guys that are coming up and eventually you're going to be like, well, we got all these picks and no place to put them, and then what are you trading them for? And it's just it got to the point where Kreider made sense, and I think we should not lose sight of what he means to the locker room and what he means to the line. What are literally our hottest line? How do you break up one of the hottest lines in hockey in KZB? So that's my take on the Kreider extension. I'm for it. I know you guys are going to propose some counters against it, and I'll respond afterwards. So go ahead, boys. Well, I'd like to chime in because I, I, I would like to agree with you on that. In that sense, everything that you've named is absolutely correct in terms of the positives for this Kreider deal. The only thing that I'm against is the term, per se. The money on the deal is very fair, 6.5, relative to pretty much what they were asking was 7, close to 8. But, <clears throat> so I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased that they were able to work something out. Kreider could have gotten a big haul on the market, but, you know, it gets to a point where... How many times are we going to take the assets that we build on this team and then absolutely flip them for something else, for younger assets, and repeat the cycle over and over again? How many times as an organization are they going to do that for? You look at teams like the Edmonton Oilers, Buffalo Sabres, and New Jersey Devils who perpetually seem to get high-end draft picks, and then they end up having to sift their players to other teams because they can't seem to sustain a contender. As much as people don't like the fact that Kreider may be this kind of same type of player and whatever, sometimes it's not just the stats itself that mean the things that we want them to mean. Like you said, he's a good clubhouse guy. He's a strong leader. 
how does it help or how, how does it, how is how does it look and how does it help that you just take him away from Zabanajad and Buchnevich? I understand that sooner after later we're going to have to move on. But at this point right now the Rangers are primed to be a strong playoff team next season and the following seasons especially with the youth coming up and the other contracts coming off the books. So if you think about it, the cap goes up the the contract is seen as tame compared to what it is now, and all those other contracts come off the books and stall Shattenkirk and Lundqvist and maybe even some others as well. So if you think about it, this wasn't a move just for this year. It's a move for down the line. And the thing that upsets me, at least when discussing this, is that people seem to not take into consideration that the Rangers know more than us. They know more than us. They know what he means to this team. So when I see people on Twitter absolutely losing their mind and making it seem like it's the worst thing in the world, you have to understand, they've deliberated on this for months. And of course they've entertained trades. Of course they knew what he meant in the market. But maybe they felt that him being on this team for the next seven years, or maybe it's not, and sometimes it's not even just about the contract, the seven years itself. They probably only signed him to maybe get the first four or five years. And then at a 6.5 cap, when the cap is high down the line, you move it. Who knows? So I think what Ranger fans need to understand in the outrage in terms of Kreider is that you have to look at it in a future sense, you know, because just going in and just saying things and, and, and not understanding where they're coming from doesn't, doesn't do anything justice. I like the deal. Not the term, but I like the deal. It'll help. I think Kreider's... Yeah, I said so this much team. passion in your voice. I think right, you need therapy. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's, let's, <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, you okay. I've had enough of this love fest. Yeah, yeah, wait a minute. How, how, how do we get two positive things yeah. at once? Kevin, this is ridiculous. Kevin, we got this. All right, so... Yeah. Yeah. So Gosh, okay, totally professional, is, ganging up on us right there. That's nice. No, no, no. You, you no, like okay. You said your let's piece, hear the other side. Piece. Okay, let me agree with the boss. <laughs> Jeez. Uh. Well, no, uh, I have my own thoughts on like other people I might know. <laughs> so, I mean, it sounds like you're sucking up to me, man. No, no. Oh my god. Anyway, the other side of this argument, um, and there's a lot of factors in. There's a lot of factors into why I wasn't a big fan of this deal when it got announced. Um, first of all, like John Luke is saying, is the term. The term is what I was honestly most afraid of. It was my worst fear of this deal was that he'd get the seven or the eight, and he got the seven. And that's a little terrifying because power forwards in the NHL do not last these days. Um, you look at the contract that Milan Lucic signed when he did with the Edmonton Oilers. You look at the contract that Rick Nash had. And, you know, you just see you, Ryan Kessler is another example, too. These guys and the style of play that they follow, they break down. And Kreider, as much as as good as an offensive player he is, he doesn't have the slick hands. He relies a lot on his speed and his shot. And when Kreider's speed goes, which I really hope it doesn't, but you, you, the way you see power forwards trending now, if his speed goes... We really got to hope that that contract is not an albatross in years five through seven. Now, on top of that, this trade deadline, it seems like the prices for certain things were extremely, extremely high. And I'm going to point to the Islanders here, for example, because they got the other top UFA of the day and trading for John Gabriel Pajot to be part of their center core down the line. John Gabriel Pajot got three picks three really really good picks okay and not just him on deadline day but if we even go back 
to what the Los Angeles Kings got for trading Tyler Toffoli to the Vancouver Canucks, getting an NHL player in Tim Schaller, getting a quite good prospect in Tyler Madden, who's one of the best players in the NCAA this year, a first and another conditional pick. You have to wonder what was on the table for Jeff Gordon if those were the prices that some of these guys were getting, especially for the top person on the market. What could you really have gotten at you if you let teams know that he was on the market earlier? So let me ask you a question. If Colorado gives you Yost of their first-round pick, a mid-level prospect, and a conditional second-round pick, you making that deal? Are you talking now? Who's the middle-level prospect? You talking? I don't know. Does it, does it really matter? It on the, no, it Never, does matter who the prospect. Absolutely prospect. prospect. I don't care. Is it is the the key word here is prospect? You have no idea if that person is going to pan out. Again, that's the one thing that everyone's like, oh yeah. I, and and honestly, I, I gotta I gotta tell you, this is this you you fall in this camp, Russ, and so there's some other so, so some other people like the 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 allure of what could be is so much more fascinating and attractive to you than exactly what you have. But the thing you are missing here, Ant, is that, yes, Kreider has been on a tear. As you say, he's been in Fuego, right? We've seen this before. We've seen this before, and it goes away. Okay. And that, and that, is. Is, the, and that is the thing that is so worrisome about this. As long because this as is a player a who, who has stretches where he plays extremely well, it's and then matter. he straight up disappears. It doesn't matter. if he does. As long as it, towards the end of that contract, there is no full no-move clause. As long as they didn't do that, as long as but they do we know that though? Not, it's a little we don't. We don't. It's, it's unnerving. It's unnerving not knowing. We do know that there are no movement clauses when it comes to the expansion draft, which means somebody has to get oh, he's protected. exposed. Exactly. He's, he's, he's but protected. he's protected, which means somebody else gets exposed. Most likely a younger guy. We don't know who that is, obviously. A lot of people think it's gonna be Brett Howden. Which, so you guys which makes sense. Okay, okay, which makes sense. But you sense. do have to yeah, expose don't, don't more than just Brett Howden. Brendan Smith. Mind over Brett Howden I don't know. I, I don't think you can expose Brendan Smith. I'm pretty sure he has. Well, by the time that by the time the expansion draft happens, his contract will already be out. Uh, so then, then yeah, don't he, I'm not even worried about it. Is that's my point? Is I'm not even worried about it. You're going to lose a player whether you like it or not. And plus, at some point, you could also do what other GMs have done, and that is, hey, don't take this guy. I'll we'll trade you someone else. I'll give you someone else. Just don't take this guy, and sometimes that works out. That's the bottom line. Out. It really worked out for Vegas. Well, <laughs> oh, well, they fleeced everybody known to man that time around. So, I mean, I don't think it's going to happen twice. Me a full no move clause for the first two to three years, and I'm good with that. As long as in the final four years of that contract, for the final three years, it's a modified no trade, which means you got to give them a list and you can move them along, then so be it. It's a, it's a big if there. And I got it, but that's what I mean, it's but, but, th- but now my question is, if it comes out and it says that, you know, there's a full no movement clause up until his like last year where it's completely gone, would you be OK with that? I, I would say that that is the price of doing business. And no, I understand, but it's writer's camp got what they wanted. It's like, OK, we'll take let, a discount of a million dollars for the security, finish. though. Let me finish. It, You've it, talked it, enough. OK. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, but it's my, it, let's let let's let other people talk. I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree again. with you really quick. But the truth of the the truth of the matter is, is that as as long as again, if it's if it's a full no move clause, yeah, the contract probably is gonna hurt for sure in the latter years. If it's a if it's a modified no trade and it's it's for the last three years, 
then I think it's a good deal. So that that's where I stand. I'm still up in the air about it. Obviously, we see what happened with Mark yeah, Stahl. <laughs> We've seen what happened now with Henrik Lundqvist. And you see, oh, man, you got all this cap space. And then the buyouts didn't help either, guys. And that's not on Lundqvist. That's not on Mark Stahl. And it's not on Chris Kreider that they had to do all those buyouts either. I just – I, yeah, I, 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 I don't look, think – No, go ahead, look, Kevin. Look, yeah, yeah. Thank Jesus, finally. Four I don't think we should perseverate on Kreider. I think we have to move on. No, no, no. But let, let me at least say something. About Chris yeah, let, let's see what Kevin has to say about Kreider. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what he has to say. I'll give him this. And I'll say this one thing in positive, and I'll say one thing negative. Okay. The positive thing is Jeff Gordon didn't budge when it came to what he wanted, and I admire him for that, only because it's like, look, I have an idea what Chris Kreider is worth. If you don't think so, I'm not giving you. They could have easily made a deal right. in the offseason, but they rather secure that now, and I commend him for that second seven years is way too long for a power forward just because he has the most tip in goals in the nhl since blah 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 blah. russell's right his speed goes down his game goes down and then we're going to be paying a third line winger 6.5 million dollars in his fourth fifth sixth and seventh year which i don't know we don't know what the if it's backlog if it's you know front loaded we don't know but you know it's a little unnerving not knowing these details when they made a whole press conference for it don't mock tippins. No, I'm not mocking tippins, but it's just. Mock. You probably couldn't tip a canoe. <laughs> I have you know. I Another can tip dad a joke. As the most. <laughs> yeah, you're feeling proud about that one, aren't you? No, but if we. All right, if, all right. And has, re- and has said one of his two dad jokes. If he says another one, we're throwing him off this episode. Fantastic. Yeah, and then someone's not going to have a job. <laughs> oh my god you see this you do you hear this do you hear how it's two on two today i'm it, fine with this kevin it, it, i'm fine mm, with it well, jl has a broadcasting degree so yes, yes. So, thank you we are powered by forever kind of don't you know i gotta tell you something kevin says it better than all any of you so well i'd like to before we move on off the subject of Kreider, i just want to add one more thing let it go i i was i was in the camp of moving Kreider. All of you guys know that. But if you look at the pers- the prospect of the way things are, if the Rangers weren't at the point of where they were close to contending, then I wouldn't exactly be thrilled with the contract. But you have to see the leaps and bounds that this team has grown. And I think Rangers management has garnered the trust of the fan base considering they've revitalized the prospect pool within almost two and a half years. So it gets to a point where you have to okay. you have to budge. And I, I'm, I don't I'm sorry. think anyone's doubting ma- management as a whole. Here. No, and I understand but, that. But and, also, and, and too, I, the point you're trying moves. to make. No, I understand the points you're trying to make when it comes to players of his caliber, you know, kind of fading off. But if you're trying to win within the next two years, it's like what Ant said in the last podcast. A very, 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 very well so said thing. Let me, let me ask you this. Let me, let me finish my point real quick. Years. Let me just finish my point real quick okay, so I can okay. get my I message. I have a question out. for you. You don't, sign, you don't trade for Truba and sign Panarin to ship off assets for the next couple of years. You do that because you're trying to win within a window. And they feel that the young guys that they've had uh, in the previous uh, trades and drafts, uh, along with the guys they already have in the system, they feel that that should be enough in order to supplement these pieces for this team. So do I agree that giving seven years is a lot? Yes, I do. But you have to understand that he fits. And regardless of however he may tail off or not, you know, we need to see if the contract has a full no movement or not. But either way, this is a good thing. Let okay. it go. Okay, well. Let it go. The issue with this, like I want to reiterate <laughs> here. Is stop letting it go. 
Let it go. <laughs> move no. along. We I want to hear his point and then we'll move on to Shay. People are going to tune right out. Because I'm going to go first. 20 minutes on Kreider. Let it go. Can we talk about the next topic, guys? So, uh, do you know no, Brady Shea got yet. traded for a first-round pick? Isn't that great, guys? <laughs> well, we're going to talk about it's it in not. a second. It's yeah, I want to hear well, his point. Sum it up real quick, uh, Russ, and then okay, we'll move okay. on to the next one. So I think it's safe to say that the four of us can agree that the money is fine. Yes. The money in this is we can all agree on the fact that the money is good because, frankly, $6.5 million for a winger like him once the cap goes up is going to look pretty good. I'll say that. That is a really good part of the deal. Now, the thing that make that will make me not care about what happens in years five through seven is if the Rangers win a cup at some point during this deal, then it's completely justified to me. And JL, you said within two years you think they could be seriously competing for the cup? Absolutely. I hope, I, I hope you're right, and I hope the left side of our defense can be solid by then, because that's one of that's probably the thing that worries me the most until then. But moving on. Brady <laughs> Shea gets moved to the Carolina Hurricanes at basically down to the wire. Um, for a first-round pick. So basically how this works, though, in the deal, Carolina gets to pick which of their two picks the Rangers will get. So for those that don't know, the Hurricanes have the Toronto Maple Leafs first-round pick, and they have their own. Now, in one of the craziest scenarios, and what we should all be hoping for as Ranger fans, is this. If Toronto fails to make the playoffs and their pick is in the top ten, they take their pick back this year and say Carolina misses the playoffs and they win the lottery. Mm. Even if it becomes to that, they have no choice but to give us their first round pick. So how this deal shakes out, we should all actively be rooting against the Leafs and the Hurricanes for the rest of the season. Rangers mm, spite. So Kevin spoke last, last time. Kevin's going to speak first this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin, yeah. What are your thoughts on, you know, Brady Shea was a big part of this blue line for a long time, but it seems like even with the rise of guys like Adam Fox and Tony D, he's just kind of becoming expendable and his defensive play really suffered this season, like even next to someone like Jacob Truba. Where do you stand on this? And do you think this was enough for a guy that was playing top four minutes on our blue line? I am. I'm not relieved that he got trade, traded. I'm just relieved that Rangers did something because it would have been a cap issue no matter what. At the end of the year, now Brady Shea was unfortunately the odd man out only because, you know, his play has not been up to par to the rest of the younger guys on the team, as well as Jacob Truba. And, you know, you can't move Mark Stahl. Brendan Smith is stuck there like glue and you can't get him out until his contract's up or you can buy him out or someone wants to trade him. But that wasn't going to happen. And, you know, Carolina needed another defenseman. And unfortunately, as much as we want to root against Carolina, they got three good players in Sammy Botnan. Brady Shea and Vincent Trocek, and now their playoff bid looks a lot more serious, even with the two goaltenders that were essentially killed off against Toronto the other day. So, looking at this, just Brady Shea is just you know we, he didn't go to ba- he didn't go back to rookie form. He didn't come back to the way we wanted him to. You can blame the coaches, you can blame himself. It's just it's just bad timing, and that's what it comes down to. And I mean, I, I feel like you guys could agree. You it just seemed inevitable and. And yeah. really was the unsung hero. He was saying it from the beginning. It's like, look, don't rule out a trade for Br- Brady Shea. It's gonna, it might happen. It's a possibility. He said this in December. And, you know, January we were all skeptical. 3rd. If you want to be exact. January 3rd. January 3rd, I tweeted it out. That I, <laughs> I was heard. giving you, you know, I was well, giving you I'm, more credit. No, I'm just, you I, hey, got to be you honest. You know what? Honest, honest ant right here. 
But, you know, I, you guys could agree. It's just, you know, it was just bad timing. It was unlucky for Brady, and it was just what the Rangers needed to do to have some form of cap coming in the next couple of years. Because his contract, although it was very team-friendly, was just not team-friendly enough. No, absolutely. I think that's a fair point. His um, contract wasn't the biggest issue. No. Was it, it, wa- no. it wasn't. It was the fact that they needed... They, they had too many the good defensemen. Oh, they're overloaded on the left side. We talked about this already with Tarmo Runinen. You have Igor Rykov. You have Libor Hayek. Uh, you have Keandre Miller that might if, – if Keandre Miller comes, Keandre Miller gets a spot. That's funny because of what happens with Mark Stahl. I still think Keandre is a little bit – is a year a year away. Um, Probably, and yeah, Neil yeah. Lundqvist uh, – obviously, Neil Lundqvist sounds like, uh, like he feels he's confident he's going to make it, which means – Tony D'Angelo has played the left side a little bit more than Adam Fox. So I think Tony D'Angelo can make the switch, uh, which is good because that gives us, you know, some offense from the left side uh, to go along with Adam Fox. So I'm feeling good about that. Um, so that that's really what it, that's what it came down to. And, you well, know, and if I could interject for a second, no, let me interject ask you this. Don't you, interject. You, you know, you talk to people close to the team and do they get kind of get the sense like, around the club that Nils Lundqvist is ready to make that jump. I mean, with what he's doing in the SHL this season, with the records he's breaking, I mean, do they feel confident saying that Nils Lundqvist kind of has a spot on that blue line next year? Did that factor into this? They are going to give him a shot and a legitimate one. And if he, you know, does a decent job, I think he gets the spot. I don't think he, I don't think he has to blow anybody away. He just has to show competency. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's how how highly regarded of a prospect he is. Uh, he is. I, I think what people need to start understanding is that he could be a the, the, like the Kako Kako version on defense. Like mm-hmm. he could be the next yeah. Eric Carlson. I, we might we might be seeing something beyond special uh, when it comes to this kid. And if that's the case, you know you got to realize they already moved Joey Keane, who plays both left and right defense. And they moved Brady Shea in preparation for what they have, yeah. um, and the, and the five point two million in cap space that they cleared, which just was common sense. Now, um, you know, everybody can have their say about Brady Shea, but I think this is what's important to understand. Uh, looking at the cap as of right now, uh, I I saw that we have if the cap goes up to eighty three million, that's enough. That's an, only an increase of one point five. The Rangers cap space will be a little bit over 15 million. Um, once you bring up Kraftsoff and you bring up Libor Hayek, okay, you will then have about 14 million to play with. That uh, looking at it, they have to fill out three forward spots and an extra and an extra on defense, okay? Uh, so you're talking Strom and D'Angelo are going to get probably 10 million between them. They'll get bridge deals of some sort. They'll get anywhere between eight and ten, is what I'm thinking. I think Brendan Lemieux gets a bridge deal of about one point two. I'm sorry, one point five two million. I don't, he can't command a ton of money. Uh, that still leaves them with another forward to to find a spot for for an extra. I don't know who that would be. Uh, they are shy on center. They, they do need a center because uh, I think Heedle belongs on the wing. But now, we'll see. Can I ask you this: Is that estimate? Uh, Added in with the Shattenkirk money, that is absolutely. All right. So the, the big deal, well, what I'm seeing here is, is that I think when it's all said and done, they are going to have about 
$2 million in cap space, and maybe that's enough. But the big thing here is, is what could they do if Henrik Lundqvist retires and you get the full 8.5? Because well, after today's comments, you get the sense with what John Davidson said, you know, yeah, Henrik's been very professional and it's, you know, we owe it to him. Uh, he should know where he is. Subtle foreshadowing. I like it. I mean, yeah. Lundqvist <laughs> said the same thing. He's like, I'm going to talk to the team. So uh, you get that $8.5 million. And now you've got a lot of money to play with and you feel really good. I got to tell you, there is a, there is a center slash wing out there. I would sure look good as a second line center on this team. What are you thinking? Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Ah, you see, it's not see, bad. There's someone. There is someone else we, who's going to be a UFA. We could build suspense and don't there, say anything. There is someone else who's <laughs> going to be a UFA, and he current currently plays in the desert. If you really oh, want to get Hall? crazy oh. here, <laughs> we don't need a left winger. We need a center. No, we don't. You have to acknowledge that Filipino no, can play the center don't. ice position. I'm really? tired of this slander. No, yeah, I, yeah. Absolutely. Him and his whopping, what, five points wait, in the wait, last wait, 20 wait, games? Wait. Are you forgetting yeah, how he young he really is? Are you forgetting how young Filipino is? like a madman. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Here. You need to get, you need to get this kid more. Dude, he's a baby Hulk. Put him on the wing where he belongs. Big but why not have a big dominant center to go behind Zibanejad? Why you know, not have this, this kid grow into that role? This is going to sound like I'm agreeing with Ant, but I've been saying this for some time now. Can I ask you a question? What did he play before when he was drafted? What was he drafted as? He was a center. He was drafted as a center? Yes, they viewed him as a center. Yes, actually, he was drafted as a center. He was. They viewed him as a center. Did he play center exclusively? Yes, he played center for Zlin. Yes, he, he did. did. Yes, he did. I, I, I have to agree with that. He did. Whatever. He doesn't look like a center <laughs> to me. <laughs> he does not look like a center to me. A center needs to be able to distribute the puck, and I have not seen that, man. I'm sorry. Oh, I mean, what are you talking about? The man the worst has some thing to have him on wing, though. I mean, I've been saying that for some time now, and when the Rangers did put him on wing, he actually did produce somewhat. So. Okay, would it be the worst? I'm thing not in the world? saying he can't play wing. I'm saying I'd prefer him as as a center iceman for this. No, team. I mean that's a fair yeah. assessment. I mean he yeah. could definitely do it. I mean it's not out of the question. That's let's, let's just anyway, say both anyway, sides anyway. are good, and we're just happy that he's here. Okay. Yes, I agree. Anyway, Brady <laughs> Shea, you Dale, you are up in the rotation here. What is your feelings about this Brady Shea deal, and do you think they got enough? Uh, I'll keep it brief. Um, basically, Please. yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so long winded. <laughs> yeah, just I. Yeah, I, Ant needs a break. He needs to. He needs to can, get can, a, you know, wet towel like dab forehead a little bit. You gotta, know, gotta round get, two. He's got to take his Metamucil. Um, basically, just way real past quick, his bedtime. Just real quick, you know, he, odd man out, part of the cap crunch. You know, there were other underlying factors that were probably part of it. So, but you know what? I wish him nothing but the best of luck in Carolina. And you know he was a he was a good he was a good soldier here. And he definitely did contribute his part. So it was a move that had to be made, and I think we all kind of knew it. So there was no need to be su- surprised about it. And I but, still think they should have got more than a first round pick. For yeah, but I mean, you know, desperation I mean, comes, in, and in they got what they were able deep. to get. You know, in a draft this deep, and you can guarantee yourself a se- another first round pick, which you can either use or package to move up. Yeah, you I got you got to do it with yeah. with the offensive talent that's in this draft class. You need to you need to have as many tickets as you can. That's so, all I have to say. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for it's some time. Rangers trivia hosted oh. this week by Mr. Kevin Krupe. JL, hit the horn. 
Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of Rangers Trivia. See, I did the JL thing, and now ah, very nice. I like the use of the voice there, my friend. No problem. <laughs> Wait, Kevin. Before you start, can you tell us the rules to Double Dare? Oh, I'll do it. Oh, Let me do it. Dare. I didn't do okay, it. Let me do it. Dare. I'll do it. Um, <laughs> Let me do it. It's trivia. You answer questions. That's it. Whoever well, gets the most points wins. All right. Well. Oh, I want to say the rules of Double Dare because I forgot to do it real quick last no, time. No, stop it. Get ah. out of here. Okay. No. Go ahead, Double Kevin. Start trivia. With this episode going forever already. Move. Here we go. The Rangers are making a case to make the playoffs this season and currently sit at 70 points prior to Tuesday's contest versus the Islanders. In the shootout era, what was the lowest point total to clinch a playoff spot, not including the lockout years? Ooh. That is, is you it, know... That's and it's not point. necessarily the Rangers, it's just the lowest point yeah, total. Yeah, yeah. So it's just in general, then? General. Okay. Is it A, 89, B, 88, C, 87, or D, 86? Uh, Let's go with the big guy, Ants. Why, because I won last week? <laughs> no, I just, I just looked at you first. But also, yes. 86. Jaluk. Can you repeat the choices again? Just oh, God. Oh, God. 89, 88, 87, 86. I'm going to go 89. I'm going, Russell, eight, I'm going 87. Ah, uh, Russell won. Ah, 87. 87, Minnesota, 2015-16. Yeah, how'd you guys not know that? They lost in the first round against we Dallas. Four games to two. <laughs> we all guessed. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, this is more Rangers related. Number two. Who holds the record for the most hat tricks by a New York Ranger? Is it A, Bill Cook, B, Mark Messier, C, Rod Gilbert, or D, Camille Henry? Ooh. I'm, I'm liking Kevin Trivia. Oh, piece. man. He Russell. So hard. Go back oh, yeah, I'm um, okay. <laughs> you, said, you said Gilbert, Messier, Henry, and Cook. Cook. Ooh. That's tough, man. Times a ticking. You know what? He has the most points in Rangers. He has the most points in Rangers history. So I'll just go with Rod. And I'll go with Rod. Man, the, Cook played during the original six, man, and goalies weren't allowed to go down. He had masks. God knows. Even in the brief amount of time he played, he might add more hat tricks. Uh, Messi did score a ton with the Rangers. That's for sure. Um, I but ugh, damn it, I, I have to go. I have to go with Rod Gilbert because I, he's the leading goal scorer for for the Rangers. So I'll go with Rod Gilbert. Yeah, I, I have to go with Rod Gilbert. One, two, three strikes. You're out, boys. That was horrendous. It was Bill Cook. Oh, he had nine. I was, was going to say that too. I, I, but I, 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 I said, dude, I was saying. I was like, come on, man. It's probably Bill Cook. Oh, but I was, man. He played I can't. from 1926 to 1937, so maybe that's like why. Yeah. Fun fact of the day: his brothers are named Bun and Bud. Yes. Yeah. That I knew. They both Great. didn't. Didn't Bun play for the Rangers too? Yeah. Yes. Bill and oh, Bun. Yeah. Bill and Bun, right? Yeah. That's yep. Red Line. I love Bill Cook became, I, Bill, I believe Bill Cook became the coach of the Rangers, too. Yeah, they called him the breadliner. So. Are you? I think you are. I think, I think he's correct. <laughs> Russell has one point. Cool. Three. The Rangers were awarded their first penalty shot this season on a Saturday's game against the Sharks, but unfortunately couldn't convert. Who was the last Ranger to score a penalty shot goal? Is it A, Chris Kreider, 
B, Keith Yandel, C, Dan Boyle, or D, Jesper Foss? I know this oh, one. I I'm, think I'm I know go, this one. I'm going. I'm going I, song. I'm going song. Kim. Okay. <laughs> I want to say I, Dan Boyle. I I really want to say Keith Yandel. I think it's I think it's uh Mr. Song himself. Song. <laughs> uh, Dan Boyle. It is Dan Boyle. Yes, I wow. remember. Really? Yes, it was Vancouver. And it was the only goal the yes. Rangers scored that game. That's why I've never one forgot goal. it. That's not nice, man. One's sure, across the board can. here. Yeah, yeah, one's across the board. Okay, number four. Mark Messier holds the record for the most shorthanded goals by a Ranger with 23. Who has the second most? Is it A, Don Maloney, B, Adam Briggs, C, Ron Duguay, or D, Rick Nash? Who goes? You do, man. <laughs> Go in an order. Don Maloney. Yeah. Jail? Uh, I'm going to go Don Maloney. Yeah. Unfortunately, boys, it is B, Adam Graves, with a big total of 16. Don Maloney was third with 14, though, so it's, you know, not too bad. Wow. These questions are something. I hope this music is even is more riveting in the background. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, are please. you bad that you're this wrong? Well, post-production, I can't even hear it. So, <laughs> so if you guys are struggling at home. Do you want it loud enough? Because I can do that for you, old man. Blare it. Okay. <laughs> Last question to see who wins. Artemi Panarin reached 80 points so far this season. Who was the last Ranger to reach at least that point total? Was it A, Matt Zuccarello, B, Marion Gabrick, C, Yaromir Yager, or D, Derek Stepan? B, Marion Gabrick. Anybody else? Marion Gabrick. It's Marion Gabrick. You got to go to a tiebreaker. Yeah, no, I, I figured as much. That was Marion Gabrick. I was hoping that'd be an easy one just so no one else would win. But no. you guys didn't get anything else right. Uh, okay, last question. Maybe. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, this is the last question I have because I didn't want to do 12. Um, number six. How many Rangers at the age of 22 and younger have appeared in a game this season? Oh, my. Ooh. And I do have a tiebreaker question right, coupled to right. this. Is no one looked anything up. Nine, B, eight, C, seven, or D, six? Nine, eight, seven, or six? I'm gonna go... Seven. Next. <sighs> Wait, hold on. Nine, seven... No, nine, eight, seven, or six. Nine, eight, seven, or six. Under the age of what? 22 and younger. Wow. Now, now we're all doing hand counting. <laughs> I, I gotta get, I gotta put a timer on the rest of you guys. Five, four, <laughs> oh, three, two, one. Russ, what's your answer? Eight, I guess. I don't know. I was in the middle of counting. Uh, I, have but... go, I have to go eight. Yeah. Nine. Oh. And and a couple, and a week ago, you guys would have been right because. Uh, you know, we did make a, oh, a nice. Oh, Julian Gauthier. I, I count. See, I counted Julian Gauthier. I got Adam Fox. Oh, let's not. Let's okay, go, okay, no, next question. Here, here, here is the tiebreaker. Damn game. Here is the last tiebreaker. If you could name the most, the first person to name at least three correct, like not three, at least five of these guys correct, wins. Go. 
Wait, what are you talking about? Five of who wins? Five of what, Kevin? Of these 22 or younger. First five. Coach Nahito, Hayek, uh... I just said like four. How do you, how do we, how do you, what kind of question is that? Because you know we're going to get it right. <laughs> You said three, yeah, right? Taco. You said three. Hedl, Anderson, and Kako. Come on, Kevin. This is a load of crap. Hedl, that's it. There's the five. That's it. No, I said five before you win. Hedl, Kako, Anderson, Howard. All one point apiece. Oh, my gosh. This was the worst trivia ever. And by default, we will no longer have this segment and come up with something better. No. Kevin no, killed trivia. Nice. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> loves it. It's okay. Ant just got his manhood crushed because he only got one question right. Mm. Uh, right. Hi, let me ask you as many obscure facts about numbers that you may or may not know because, you know, <laughs> you don't live there with like, you know, a record book, you know, lodged in your head. I think, I think Steve would get most of these right, don't you think? Oh, yeah, Steve, Steve would probably get them. <laughs> <laughs> we have no winner, folks. We just have one loser. Kevin. Yeah. No, I think, I think I'm the nice. winner here because I had a great time. <laughs> By the way, I just want you to know we literally got uh, a recent comment on the podcast and they were like, trivia? <laughs> trivia? Nobody under the age of 50 wants to listen to your show. That's what they said. Oh, my gosh. Well, I guess you we don't what? have a fan there. People like our trivia. I don't know. The guy who, the guy who produces the show is over. No, don't throw this, at, don't throw this back I, at me because I, I did hey, a terrible guys, job, guys, Kevin. Guys, guys. <laughs> Ant has some Twitter questions he needs to answer. So, Ant, shoot. Who are you yeah. talking to on Twitter out of those questions? who? Oh, are we reading them to you? Is this how you I, want I, I, have, I have a few written I down. I can pick one or two that you like. Read, read out their handle. I believe Natalina. <laughs> posted one out there. She's going to be taking Kevin's job. You might as well read her. <laughs> Sounds good. Oh my! Not God. if I have a say in it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, you, you're not being nice to Kevin at all here. Yeah, come yeah. on. It's because Ant actually enjoys talking to me. Be, be nice to Squidward here. Because <laughs> I know, as I know, he's tough. He could take it. <laughs> okay, oh I have God. one. At oh, you do. Go, go, go. Match. What's everyone's gut feeling on how severe Igor's fracture really is? Ooh. Well, you—he's week to week, and speculating on a person's injury, especially after a car accident, is not not a game I'm going to play. Yeah, so, no, I'm not gonna, I'm what John Davidson said: week to week, they'll reevaluate him. So, yeah. you can move on. If it was serious, it, they would have said something serious. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just I wanted to put it to bed because a lot of people are worried about it, and yeah. you saying it. But you know what, though, it's good that it was minor relative to what it could have been. And it's just glad that they're both okay. And you know, they'll be back and at it soon enough. So best yeah, wishes boots to will be back. Before you Next question. Anybody else have <laughs> Trying to find, Oh, I got, I found the tweet. We're good. We're good. Okay. You have one. Okay. Russell I got one. one. I got one. I got one. I got one. Okay. Here we go. Actually, this is something I'm very curious about, Ant, too, because I haven't heard your opinion on this. The Rangers have not had a captain since Ryan McDonough. Who do you think deserves it? I think Mika does, but after his extension, would you consider Chris Kreider? Says at Farty underscore one, Tommy Farty. <laughs> I like it. Uh, it. It should go to Mika, period. Yeah. We should, there's, no, there's no deliberation. 
it's time just making the captain go into next season with him as the captain. He's earned it. I think Kreider, I think Kreider is an assistant and I think, I think Panarin is an assistant. I think you have three forwards that are your captain and your two assistants and please stop with the five assistants. I, I think it's ridiculous. I, I, I don't know where this came from. Uh, it's got to stop. Uh, you don't need to have a 5 million assistants. Okay. Uh, that's enough. Just two is all you need and a captain. Uh, so I'm a traditionalist. I like I like the multiple assistants with the captain, like home home and road. The '94 Rangers did that. I like that. Of I like that concept. Yes, so I'm going back to your time, that. Anthony. Yes. <laughs> Silly. Any other questions? Uh, yeah, I got. There's another good one here from at Dante Lives 13. If the Rangers were going to package their assets for someone at the draft that could be realistically available. Give me a few people that you would want. He says two to three names. Oh my God! How no, is, yeah, right. That, there's no preparation there. That's a whole podcast on its own. I mean, no, I feel like you give some gut, some gut feelings here. I mean, really, you got to look at it. And why would they be available? Uh, that that's the other question too. So it's like, do the Rangers say? We're at the compete level where this guy is going to take us over the top, so we're going to start giving away these draft picks, not knowing that our current first-round draft picks, how many of them are going to pan out. It's a little tough. I, 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 and again, I look at the way the team is currently constituted. You have Panarin and Kreider now as your two top wings, so you're not going to trade first-round picks for bottom six left wings. And you look at the right side, Kako's got to be one of your top right wings. Absolutely. You've got Puchnevich and you've got Kraftsoff. Why did you draft him for? If you don't give these guys a legitimate shot, the only opening I see is center. I know, Filipino. Ah. Uh, center. Ryan Strom, I like Strom a lot. I think Heedle's a better le- third-line left wing as far as I'm concerned right now in his career. You put him, you put him on a line with Strom. Maybe you put him on a line with uh, Kraftsoff. That's a hell of a line, if you ask me. No, I agree. And maybe, maybe is there a center out there that like is in his mid twenties or like twenty seven, twenty eight that uh, you can trade for that is like a hundred point player, Johnny Gaudreau? Well, that was my next question, and I already saw you answered this. <laughs> Do you think Gaudreau is the biggest troll in the NHL? Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> he literally took Calgary Flames. Days going into the to the deadline, he That's took great. the flames out of his bio, got it, got enough people stirred up, put it back in, and then he left today to go pee. You want to know what the good part about this? That is, he's a Jersey boy, so you know he did it on purpose. Oh, he totally oh, got Oh my god! Oh come on, seriously, oh, I'm, I'm outnumbered Jersey. here by the New York contingent. Got to give us New Jersey oh, people some credit. Oh, stop! No, oh. stop! We have podcast <laughs> listeners in Jersey. Get over it. We're family. You know that. We are. We truly are here. Um, well, you know what? I do have one more thing I want to say here. One more thing before we, we do our send-off. And it has been a pleasure having you here these past two weeks. It really has because I didn't get to speak to you last time. So it's good to hear from you. And we've been at it. We've been battling this episode. But you know, we're all good. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. We're all good. That's it. Bye. Don't worry about Russell's it. That was way of saying, hey, really happy you came on these last two shows. Can we just have it back to ourselves next week? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, you got you guys can do the show next week I, i'm trying to get i'm trying to get uh someone to jo- you know someone to join the show um so let me finalize that maybe there's an interview to be done 
Uh, I'll let you guys know a little bit more how that will go, and we'll take it from there. Um, some cases I'll do the interview. Some cases you guys will do the interview. Sometimes we'll do it together. Who the hell knows? But whatever it goes, goes. It's the wild, wild west out here. Anything I, I goes. Like it. Kevin, take us out this week. As you know, we're powered by Forever Blue Shirts. Dot com. <laughs> oh, brother. I, how do you mess that up? How do you mess that up? <laughs> because like, I really, that was your piece. moment. After 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 what you did with trivia, uh, that was your moment. Rangers. You've been listening to 4B Radio, powered by ForeverBlueShirts.com. Business with personality. That's the idea that launched London's business newspaper, City AM, 15 years ago. And it's the same idea that inspired our new daily podcast, The City View, where you'll find me, City AM editor Christian May, interviewing the most well-known, influential and colourful figures from business, politics and finance. The City View from City AM with a new episode every morning. It's the perfect start to your working day. And let's go, Raider Nation. It's me, Evan Grote, host of Just Pod Baby. Join me as I bring you the latest news on your Las Vegas Raiders. On Just Pod Baby, I will give you my thoughts on all things silver and black. And of course, you can expect to receive the best information from top-notch guests. Be sure to listen to Just Pod Baby, a Las Vegas Raiders podcast, part of the Silver and Black Today Media Group. Hey everyone, this is Sharon Waxman. I'm the founder and the editor-in-chief of The Wrap, the premier news source for daily coverage of the entertainment industry. I'm also your host of this new podcast, The Wrap Up, a show that gives you an insider's look at the top stories in Hollywood. Each week, we'll bring you the latest news on the business of movies, TV, streaming, and tech. So be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you each week on The Wrap Up.